Well, it's good to see you here today. Uh, we've got a number of people missing. I know that some have called and said that they had this uh, upper respiratory thing going on. So y'all be careful out there. I guess it's a changing in the weather. I don't know what it is. We had a bunch of the kids here not long ago with a kind of like a stomach virus. And, uh, and I know we got some people traveling already. They took off early and they're headed out of town. And uh, when you get around these holidays, you never know what is, who's going to be here, nothing else, because everybody's always got plans. But uh, I thank you for being here. And uh, I know the Holy Spirit's here. So y'all just open up and receive that Holy Spirit. And you know, I was thinking as they were singing the song, one of these days here real quick, I think we're going to see our king. I really do. With the way everything's going on and the things happening here, I think that rapture's just around the corner. And uh, I was thinking about that the other day, and I think I'm going to, here coming up, I think I'm going to do something on the rapture of the church again. It's been a while since we've done it, but... To me, when I get to studying about the rapture of the church and what's going to take place and what's going to happen, you just kind of, you get excited. Because, I mean, this is going to take place and it's going to happen and it's going to be so quick. They call it, it's in the manner, in the twinkling of an eye that this is going to take place. So you better be ready now because you may not have much time. So the thing to do now is be ready. You know, they said if we knew when a thief was going to uh, break into our house or come to our house, we'd be ready. Well, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. The only thing we can do is be ready. When he does, just we're out of here. And, uh, but uh, <clears throat> like, like uh, Tommy said, y'all kind of look around. I look through all the pews and everything, but, but Walter has cannot find his Bible. It's got his name on it, on the outside, on the inside. And uh, he would really like to get that back and we just don't know what has happened to it. I don't know if somebody was just gathering stuff up and they've got it without realizing it. But uh, so we're going to find it. And uh, But uh, today, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up and uh, I just want to mention it again. This coming Wednesday at 10 a.m. in the morning, I will be doing a memorial service for Betty Glenn's two sons at uh, Hazelland. Uh, it's going to be at 10 a.m. If you're free, y'all welcome to stop by. Uh, it's going to be a very small crowd and everything, but uh, and it, the funeral service, you know, being a graveside probably won't last over about 20 minutes. But uh, I, I put some things together that I hope will please her and give her some comfort. I mean, when you bury two sons and she's burying them both, they've both been cremated, but she's burying them both in the same grave. So uh, they will be together. And she knows, she's told me, she said, it won't be that much longer before I see them in heaven. So... Uh, if you get a chance at 10 a.m. this coming Wednesday, and I know a lot of you are going to be busy because the next day's Thanksgiving, but uh, stop by and just say hi to Betty and let her know you, you're thinking about her. 
Uh, with Thanksgiving coming up, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, Thanksgiving, that's a word we use a lot, but do we really take and consider what Thanksgiving is? You know, if, we sang a song up there a while ago, it said, Count Your Blessings. Have you ever just sat down and looked at the blessings that God has placed in your life right now? Many of us don't. I mean, it's just, it's taken for granted. I mean, it's just something that's there. And most of the time, we don't thank God for those blessings that He has blessed us with. And it's very important that, that we thank God for His love, for all His mercy, and just for his goodness. Uh, this is not going to be a long sermon today, so I'll get you out of here. But I've entitled this here, In Everything, Give Thanks. In everything. That's, what, now that, that, that's not me saying that. That's God saying that. And I'll show it to you in just a minute. But sometimes, worship and thanksgiving, when you... It can be a sacrifice to us. And sometimes it's, it's something hard to do. Maybe you're going through some things right now. Maybe uh, you're just down. Maybe even a little depressed. You know, around the holidays, a lot of times people do get depressed. They've lost loved ones and different things happening. Those loved ones aren't there. Uh, and you get to uh, thinking about it. You just kind of get down. But... Uh, you know, and sometimes things just are not going that good for us right now. They're just, you know, the old devil's out there. We, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Curtis and I was talking just a little bit ago, and, and he wasn't able to get here Wednesday. But he says, you know, he said that the devil was just coming against him. And he says, you know, he should have been here. But then he got to thinking too, and he says, you know, I'm not defeated. Just because the devil is coming against me, I am not defeated. Sometimes we can let the devil kind of seemingly get the best of us. But like we was talking, you know, Jesus said, for the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Now he's not talking about this building. This building is not the church. You are the church. He's talking about you. He said, the gates of hell, they will come against you. But through me, they will not prevail. So when we're, when we're believing and counting and have faith in Christ, I mean, it's like, it's like Curry said, he said, I'm already victorious. He said, I am not defeated. And that's true. We all need to look at that. When things happen and things come against us, don't mean that we're defeated. That just means you're probably doing something right. And the Satan don't like it. So, uh, but anyway, sometimes giving thanks and, and, and worship things, it, it can get, it can kind of be hard for us to do because to honestly say it, we're just sometimes, we're not in that mood. We're kind of down and... Uh, <clears throat> We just really don't feel like worshiping. But what does God say about that? What does God say about that? The Bible tells us to give thanks to the Lord. 
give thanks to the Lord. In Psalms 106, verse 1, it starts out and it says, Praise you the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. God is good. And we're told then in Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Everything we do, do it as you're doing it for the Lord Jesus. Let your heart be in it. Just as you were doing something, whenever we're praising God, let your heart be in it. Let your spirit be in it. It says for us to worship God, to truly worship God, we must worship God in truth and in spirit. Spirit, why spirit? Because God is a spirit. Spirit, worship in spirit. That's the way that works. And then here in Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Therefore, by him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks. Like I said, count your blessings. Count them one by one. How many of us have ever just thought, you know, I've got a roof over my head. I've got electricity. I've got light. I have a little bit of money. to. I have an automobile. Can you just think of all the things that you do have that is a blessing that we take for granted? Have you ever thought about a homeless person versus what you've got? That homeless person don't have much compared to what you've got. And if we'll just stop and think what we got are blessings came down from God to us. It's God blessing us. And I want to say, whenever we was reading these scriptures, did you notice in these scriptures we are not told to give thanks to God because we feel good. Sometimes, like I said, we don't always feel like But it says, give thanks to God because He is good. Not that we feel good. Not that we feel like it. It's because God is good. I know a lot of times here at church, sometimes, <clears throat> we'll, what is it we say here at church? God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And that's the truth. All the time, God is good. When we come to God and ask for new blessings or ask for prayers to be fulfilled, we should never forget that when we come before Him to thank Him for the things that He has already done. We're coming to ask Him for new stuff, but did we thank Him for the stuff that He has already done? We don't mean to be like that, but sometimes we're human and we forget. We forget. We are quick to ask God for His help, but sometimes we're very slow in giving Him thanks. Very slow in giving Him thanks. Sometimes thanking God can be difficult. Because we feel as though we've been kind of dealt a bad hand 
And uh, there are some things that have happened to us that we just don't understand why it happened. And we're real slow about wanting to give God thanks for some of those things. But there's something that we need to remember. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Listen to what he says. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, this verse doesn't say to give thanks in some things or in some things you think are good. It says in everything. Now, i got to say, it's very hard sometimes to give thanks in just everything. No. How do you thank God for the loss of a loved one? How can you be thankful in something like that? It's hard, isn't it? But if we will look in the scriptures of what God has said to us about sometimes when we lose a loved one, and a lot of times when we lose a loved one, it's because they're going through something, cancer, heart problems, a number of things that they've suffered with for a number of, time, for a number of years or a number of months. They've been in agony. They've been in pain. But there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah. I love this scripture, and I've used it at funerals. Because many times it's hard to give thanks. But when you sit there and you have a loved one and you watch the suffering they're going through, the things they're going through, sometimes, I'm just going to use Betty for an example. Me and her was talking. Both of her sons passed away with cancer. They did a lot of, they had a lot of pain. They had a lot of suffering. They were just, I'm just going to say it, they were literally going through hell. Betty said, I was, at the, I was at the Weatherford Hospital with her, visiting with, with her eldest son, the last one to die. He had a smile on his face, but he was hurting. He was in pain, but he didn't want to show that to his mother as she was standing there beside him. I prayed over him. We prayed. She was wanting to get him on hospice there at the Weatherford Hospital, but Weatherford Hospital did not have that service of having hospice come into that hospital. So they had to move him. They moved him to a, a hospice center. And later that evening as they was there, Betty was with them. He was in such pain, they came in and they gave him a shot of morphine. And Betty said she looked at him. And he looked at her, his eyes were kind of glazed a little bit. But he just looked at her and said, Mom, I love you. And he went home to be with Jesus. But she told me, she says, I knew that he had died. And I thank God that he was not hurting. He was not going through that anymore. That he was home. I knew where he was at. 
and he was home. And she said, I knew everything was all right. And she said, I knew I'm going to see him again. It's not going to be that long. But I want to read you this, this one scripture. It's Isaiah chapter 57, verse 1. The righteous perish, and no man lays it to heart, or no man thinks about it. And merciful men are taken away. No one considering that the righteous are taken away from the evil that is to come. How much more pain could a person cancer or all the diseases going around now? How much pain would they have gone through? How much more would they have hurt? How much more would you have sat there and watched all this? And God said, no. I'm taking my child and bringing them home with me. Because when they get into heaven, there is no cancer. There is no diabetes. There is no disease. There is no pain. There is no suffering. There is no tears. For all these former things have passed away. They're not in heaven. And sometimes you can be thankful be thankful that your loved one is now resting in peace. Uh, David put up uh, verse 2 on, on that very same scripture. It talks about it. That's verse 1. The next verse. Isaiah 57 verse 2. And he shall enter into peace and they shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. They go into a rest, into a peace. There's no more hurting. There's no more pain. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. God sees the things that we don't see. He sees our pain that we don't see. We see it but God can also, God can feel it. He knows what they're going through. He knows they're hurt. But he says, no. I've got your mansion already. You're ready to move in. Come on up now. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be in my presence for all eternity. All eternity. No more pain, no more suffering, no more hurting, no more tears. You know, there's none of that in heaven. God has removed it. God has removed it. He said, you went through enough down there on earth, you're not going to go through it up here. Praise God for His love. Sometimes, you know, We can give thanks when something is good or when something good happens to us. But when something bad or not so good happens, we may think, boy, I can't give thanks for that. But you really, you can. Just trust God that God knows what He's doing. That God knows what He's doing. You know, and we've probably all gone through this, but I'm going to say something. 
We don't know that we will ever fully know what is good or bad in our lives until just a little bit later. Something that seems bad right now, tomorrow may seem great. How many of you have ever done that? How many, boy, oh, I dread this. Oh, man, I don't want to go through this. But then tomorrow comes. What a blessing it was that God gave you. And you thought it was going to be bad. God knows what he's doing. And I think as we look back later on on our lives, we'll be able to say and look at the Lord and say, Lord, thank you that you didn't do what I asked you to do. Because God can see things that we can't see. We need to be thankful to God for what He does, even though we don't understand it. But we have to realize God understands it. God knows what's happening. And God knows what, he, what, what to do in, the, in that circumstance. We may hurt for a little while, but as we consider and we think about it and we look back at our loved ones and we know they're at peace, they're resting, no pain, then at that time we can say, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because I know that I will be with them and I will see them again. This isn't the last time you're going to see them. You know, at a funeral, we say, a lot of times, you know, we say, well, we've come to say goodbye. I think we've just come. And what we really ought to do is be celebrating of where they're going. Not grieving about where they're going, but celebrating where they're going, and now they're all right. There is so much that we can be thankful for that, that at the time it's going on, we don't see it. But then just a little bit later down the line, we get to thinking, Lord, thank you that you did not listen to me. Thank you, Lord, that you did your will, that you knew what was going to happen, and that you knew exactly what was going on. You know, when I lost my mom and dad, that was sad. When we lose a loved one, it's sad. But there are so many other things we can lose too, but I was using the loved one just for an example because that's where we really have our feelings tested. I was watching Rhonda back there and I had to kind of giggle. I did her mom's funeral, Renee. And in doing it, it was talking about mansions. I said, yeah, Renee's got a mansion in heaven, but you know, she told God that she didn't want a kitchen in it. <laughs> she wanted her mansion built right next door to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> she loved Mexican food. And I bet, she, I bet her mansion is right next to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> That's the way God is. He's a loving, merciful God. He's a loving, He's a merciful God. And two, we look back at a verse, Romans 8, 28. You probably all know it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to His purpose. According to His purpose for their life.
It's going to work out. God's going to see that it works out. Because you belong to God. You're His child. He's watching over you. He knows everything you're doing. His eyes are on you. It's just like the song. His eyes are on the sparrow. If His eyes are on a sparrow, I'll guarantee you they're on you. He's watching you. He wants to make sure that you are okay. He's taking care of you. And I guarantee you, every one of you would have a testimony about something good that God has done in your life. Every one of you. And sometimes you need to tell somebody about that. What you went through may be something that somebody else is going through and your testimony could turn them to Jesus Christ. Well, if Jesus can bless them like that, He can surely bless me. Don't ever be afraid of giving your testimony or telling somebody what Jesus did for you. And then just tell them, what Jesus did for me, I know He can do it for you. And the Bible says, for Jesus is not a respecter of persons. In other words, what He does for one, He'll do for another. He is not a respecter of persons. But what He does for one, He will do that same thing for another. You know, to truly give thanks, we must realize that God is in control of all circumstances. God's in control of everything. He's in, the, he's in control of all the circumstances surrounding our lives. And we have to remember that, first of all, God loves us. And He's always looking out for your best. Sometimes we may not think that. But then just a little bit later on, like I said a while ago, we can sit there and say, God, thank you that you didn't listen to me. That you let your will take place in my life. And now I am so blessed because you did not answer what I wanted you to do. How many of you have ever prayed for something and God said, okay, go ahead. And it didn't turn out like you thought it was going to. Maybe, maybe it was a hardship that come back on you. Because that wasn't what God's plan for you was. God had a plan. You wanted your plan to override God's plan. What does it say over there in Jeremiah 11.29? For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to do you good and not evil. To give you a hope. God's got a plan for every one of us that has said yes to His Son, Jesus Christ. He's got a plan for your life. And we should be thankful for God's plan and what He wants to do in our life. Because what He wants to do in your life is good. For God is good. That's what the scriptures say. God is good and His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Sometimes we will go through difficult situations, but again, that's when we have to remember. God's in control. 
God is my father. I am his child. He is watching over me. And he is going, only going to let what is best for me happen. How many of you would let bad things happen to your children if you had control over it? That's the same way God is. And the thing about it is, God has control over it. God has control over it. Even though we don't understand everything that happens, we can still be thankful because God is still in charge. He's still on the throne. He has not stepped off of it. He still hears our prayers. He still loves you. He still blesses you. And He's going to continue to bless you. We just need to remember that God is wiser and smarter than we are. He says that God knows the day of our birth. He knows the day of our death. And He knows every hair on your head. God knows everything about you. He knows, that, like I said, He knows the day of your death. He knew the day you was going to be born. He knew that day you was going to be born. And God's plans were already in place for that day that you were born. God is always with us, watching out for our best and our eternal good. He is always with you. What did he say? For I shall never leave you. I shall never forsake you. I shall be with you until the ends of this earth. Just think about all your blessings. How good God has been. I know some of you in here are still hurting from some of your losses. But just remember, just remember, if your loved one is saved and knows Jesus Christ, they are in heaven. They are with God. God is watching over them. Every need they ever had is met. They want for nothing. Their life is now fulfilled. Now they're just waiting on you. Their loved ones. To see them in heaven. I hope every one of us have made plans to go to heaven. Well, Bill, how do you make plans to go to heaven? How much does that ticket cost? Good news. It's free. It's free. Just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Believe upon Him. Call upon His name. What does it say over Romans 10, Romans 10, 13? For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. You shall have entrance into heaven. You're not going to go through the great white throne judgment. You're going to go in a, in a thing called the rapture, is what we was talking about. You're going immediately into heaven. The moment your, your body dies, 
Your spirit leaves your body and is in the presence of God. For to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. The moment you pass away on this earth, your spirit leaves your body and goes to be with the Lord. Yes, the body is buried. The body is buried. But during the rapture, what we was talking about, it says, and Jesus, when he comes back, he brings those with him. What brings who with him? Those spirits that have left that body, gone to be in the presence of God, come back with Jesus. And he says, and the dead shall rise from the grave. Those spirits that he brought back will re-enter those bodies. And on the way to heaven, they will get what they call a glorified body. It'll be a body just like Jesus had when he was resurrected. And those, we will not precede them, it says. We will not go ahead of them. But once they rise up out of that grave, and then we also rise up. And we're still in a body. But a change takes place. It says it's in the moment and the twinkling of an eye. Your body changes and becomes a glorified body. You're just like those in heaven. And, and in the twi- you know what a twinkling of an eye is? That is nothing more than a blink. A blink. That's how fast this is going to take place. So I hope you didn't buy a sightseeing ticket. Because you're not going to see a whole lot but but earth to heaven in the blink of an eye. And then you're there for all eternity. Living in the presence of God Almighty. Love being poured out on you. No problems. No sickness. No pain. No hurting. No tears. There'll just be a constant joy and praising of God in your life. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, I'm going to invite you to come down. I'll ask the band, if they would, to come up. Like I said, this wasn't going to be a long service. I I was able to say what I needed to say in just a matter of moments. You don't have to have long services to invite somebody to come see Jesus. If your heart is pulling on you right now saying you need a relationship with God. A relationship. Not a, not a religious experience, but a relationship. Father and child. That's the relationship that you'll have. Father and child. We have an altar up here, and I'm going to be down front. If, or if you just need to have a prayer, if you just want to be prayed for, something going on in your life, I'll be glad to anoint you with oil and pray for you. We have an altar that you can come and say, Lord Jesus, I need, I need you to come into my life. He will. He's not going to ask you any questions because he already knows all the answers. He knows who you are. He knows what you've done. I'll ask the band to play. I'll be down front. We have altars, both sides. Please, if you need 
Jesus in your life, this is your opportunity.